what happens when we get what we want in life, when we achieve our dreams, our desires, our goals? Do we feel our life is complete? Or does something else happen? What really happens when we get what we want? And is there another way to live while we focus on creating things in our lives? Welcome to the Miracle Consciousness series. Today we'll be exploring what really happens when we get what we want, when we achieve our dreams. How external achievement may not be what we think and shifting from hoping and future-based external achievement to present-based consciousness and the virtues and the beauty that we develop on the journey and the treasure that that is in and of itself. So welcome, 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 and so much love. Fun and games, fun and games. So we've been talking about intentions these last sessions because everything in life starts with an intention. But what a lot of people never talk about is what happens when you actually do get what you want. I'm sure everyone here has already manifested things that they wanted. What happens? So you have an idea, you have a vision, you have an intention, and then you end up experiencing it in real life. It could be a thing that you wanted to buy and you get it. It could be going to a certain place. It could be having a company. It could be having a relationship. Yeah, there's all sorts of things. What happens? It's just worth tuning into this. And what are we going to do in the meantime? This is a very deep topic we're going to be discussing today because when you really understand what we're sharing, it completely changes the game of life. I'll give an example. There was an Instagram star from Australia and she had millions of followers and she had a perfect life. Everyone was very jealous of her. She was, you know, had a perfect body. She spent time on the beach. She had green juices and she had all these people, you know, liking her and following her. And then one day she snapped and she started sharing how the whole thing was a fraud and she started commenting on her so-called perfect picture. She said, this image of me standing here with a bikini took like four hours to get it just right. And I was sick and I had a headache and I had to do it again and again. This picture was like this. And she started commenting on the real thing going on, her own experience as she did this. And it was causing her mental health issues. And she eventually deleted all of her accounts on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and wherever else she was. And people were a bit shocked to hear this, because it appeared that she had achieved the ultimate success that so many people are chasing after right now. The boxer Tyson Fury, if you know anything about boxing, he wanted to become the world heavyweight champion, which is, of course, a huge achievement. And he'd been thinking about 
visioning and imagining himself as the world heavyweight champion for years and years and years. And he trained hard, he put it all in, and finally he had a chance to actually win the title. And after a grueling match, he actually won and became finally the world heavyweight champion, heavyweight champion of the world. And he thought that this is going to overcome his insecurity. It's going to give him respect that he deserves, that he wasn't getting. It would really make him feel like he'd achieved something in his life. And what actually happened is that when he got home, after the adrenaline from the night before wore off, he felt devastated. He felt empty and he went into a two-year-long severe depression. So instead of it elevating him, he was in the worst emotional state of his entire life directly after winning the ultimate championship. And in 1968, the jumper, long jumper, Robert Beeman from Brooklyn had his chance to fulfill his lifelong dream of being an Olympic athlete, gold Olympic athlete. And he, the, finally the great day came when he could prove himself and he bounded down the track, leapt into the air for just seven seconds before landing in the sand. And in those seven seconds, he'd managed to leap a full 29 feet, two and a half inches before landing on the sand as a world record breaker. His jump was so off the charts, that literally off the charts, that the judges didn't have the necessary tape to measure it. And when they returned, he had literally beaten the record by almost two feet. And as the result was announced, he stood there with his gold medal standing there. And as he was receiving his gold medal, he literally thought, what am I going to do? I've reached one stage. And so what's my next peak experience of my life? So there he is receiving his gold medal, realizing that this is nothing. What's next? And a week later, he'd pretty much abandoned athletics. And instead of training for his next event, he was sitting at a desk taking classes towards a master degree. And we could go on and on with stories like this. There are literally millions of stories like this. People achieving these great things. What happened to Kurt Cobain from Nirvana? I used to listen to Nirvana when I was a teenager. After he became the, probably the most famous musician in the world, what did he do? Was he happy? He shot himself in the head with a shotgun at the peak of his fame. There are so many people who manifest loads of money. They get the yachts and they get the houses and they get whatever it is. People get these companies that they really wanted to build and it causes them nothing but chaos. 
So when we get what we want, most of the time what happens is we get a slight sense of joy followed by the shocking realization that nothing really has changed and then a desire either to do something else or escape into distraction. And the lucky ones are those who get what they want and then swiftly move on to something else to keep them busy. The unlucky ones fall into depression. I was talking to a New York Times best-selling author and he told me that when his agent called him that his book had actually hit number one, New York Times bestseller, number one. He was ecstatic about it for a few minutes. For a few hours, he was in a sort of semi-trance, like disbelief state. And the next day, it meant absolutely nothing to him at all. 24 hours later, he actually felt worse off afterwards. So this is the fate of just about everyone. And if you are chasing a dream, thinking that it's going to solve all your problems, then you're not going to be happy when you get it. So when we're talking about intentions, we're talking about having goals and visions, we want to bring this up because this is the unspoken part of it. And we've talked about this before. It's it's natural and elevated in life to have things we're creating, we're moving towards, we're bringing to life. It's the beauty of being an embodied soul without that we could just be drifting and kind of living a life that someone else has dictated for us so it is beautiful and valuable today we're though we're looking at this emotional state and the difference between this achieve external achievement mindset versus an awareness of the beauty of the journey and the focus on what we're becoming in the journey. The inner qualities, the inner state of consciousness. Because this is what's eternal, this is what nourishes us. So it's like as we've heard in these stories, when there's this complete focus on the external without any attention to one's own self, one's own state of being, really, then even when that external thing is achieved, there's an emptiness because that inner state hasn't been nourished, hasn't been looked at, hasn't been acknowledged. And so this is, this is the real the real wealth of the journey that we're talking about today, the inner wealth. So there are two ways to live. One is extrinsically motivated and the other is intrinsic motivation. So extrinsic is where our whole focus is on the outside. 
the reward later. I'll, I'll bust my ass now, I'll put in the work, I'll do the hard grind now because it will all be worth it later. This is a false story a lot of people tell themselves. It will all be worth it even though I hate my life now. And this, this sort of behavior has caused countless deaths. For example, the Nazis, the National Socialist German Workers' Party and the Communists in the 20th century, between them killed over 100 million of their own people because they felt the ends justified the means. So they didn't mind killing off tons of people because they felt it was the goal was worth the poor behavior, the evil behavior in the meantime. That's an extreme example, but this happens on a much less extreme example on on many different situations. So external is I'll do whatever I have to, even if it's unpleasant, even if it kills people, as long as I get what I want in the end. Intrinsic motivation is where we are motivated by the journey, by feeling good and by developing ourselves, by improving ourselves personally along the way. So external motivation is the Instagram post. Like how many people in today's world photograph their food and then post it on social media, right? They're not enjoying their food, they're photographing the food. And I mean, you can also enjoy the food, I suppose, but there's so much is done for the external thing at the expense of enjoying the moment. So many things are like this in life. And external basically means that we feel needy now. And hopefully when we get what we want, we'll feel better. But when when we get what we want, we feel needy again. And then we carry on feeling needy and nothing really changes. Internal is going from wholeness, from a feeling of wholeness now, to a feeling of wholeness later. One is future accomplishments focus. The other is vibrations and virtues focused. One is wanting to achieve status and external validation. And the other is to become someone and have internal satisfaction and transformation. So for example, a lot of people, young people, and this has been a scandals in in the academic area where parents have bribed their way to get their kids into Ivy League schools for external validation. They want the the status, even though they cheat on their exams or they bribe their way in. Whereas internal is how can I learn, how can I grow, what can I what can I achieve on an internal level that can happen now. So one is always later, 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 and the other is what can we do today? What is really important and how can we focus on developing these things in ourselves? And it's a spiritual journey. The ego goes from incomplete to incomplete, always searching for the thing to make it feel complete. Whereas 
soul consciousness, it's complete to complete that as we're journeying through life right in this moment, we feel complete already. We feel whole as it is. If everything was going to end right now, we would feel completely whole and complete in our hearts. And then this becomes a state of consciousness. And as we've talked about in some episodes of the Spiritual Recharge podcast we talk about in the Raja Yoga course, we souls within us have what we'll call sanskars, tendencies, the patterns grooved into our being. And so when we're soul conscious, this state of consciousness, of wholeness, of completeness becomes the norm, automatic. The more that's grooved in, the more beautiful consciousness is grooved in, then we just keep experiencing that versus if we're grooving in that ego, incomplete, lack consciousness, like in a lot of these stories, that's why even when there is the external um, glorification, it doesn't mean anything because the inner state of that soul has become so, the sanskaras have become so based on the lack and the needing and that more and that negative state of consciousness. So we come back to again and again then, it's the state of consciousness we're experiencing, we're developing, we're expanding into in the journey, in what we're doing, in our journey of creating in the world that is the value, that is the gift, that that is the treasure, you know, the jewels, the wealth, So today we're really looking at that, this beauty and value of the journey itself. The irony, of course, is that when we do focus on the experience, on the intrinsic motivation, the inner motivation, enjoying the journey, developing our virtues and qualities and our character and coming from a higher state of consciousness, the irony is that when we do that, we feel blessed and the chances of us getting external success are actually significantly increased. (laughs) <laughs> That's the funny thing. We're more likely to get external 
success, health, wealth, happiness, joy, and everything else. Beautiful things. But it's like a shadow that follows us. There's a beautiful expression, if you face the sun, your shadow will follow you. So when we focus on the inner experience and have that spiritual consciousness, then success follows us around. Otherwise, we're chasing our shadow. I realized this when I was in Hawaii. I remember one day I was walking on the beach. It was perfect weather. The ocean was still. The million dollar views. I had all the things that I wanted. Things that I'd had on my vision board. I'd manifested everything. And there I was on the beach, walking barefoot on the sand. And I felt miserable. I felt awful. And I was trying to figure out what was wrong. What what is going on here? Like here I am in Hawaii. People spend so much money to come here. I've got everything I wanted. What am I missing? I remember feeling very, very down and wondering what happened. And as I tuned into it, I realized that my focus had been in the wrong place. That I had manifested everything I wanted, but I'd lost track of the inner game in the process. And what I realized is that sitting around drinking special drinks on the beach and having a fabulous life in that way actually didn't bring me happiness at all. But when I was serving people and creating things and being being someone who's helping others, then I came alive and then I felt very inspired and I felt I had a lot of love and a lot of light. When I did meditation, I felt so much bliss. And I realized truly in my heart that what matters most is coming from a good space, developing these virtues, and then being of service. And one of the fascinating things is that we might understand this intellectually when we don't have what we want, but when we actually get what we want, so in my case it was being in Hawaii, being on the beach, doing whatever I felt like, when we actually get it, then it becomes extremely apparent what is really important. So we don't need to wait around to spend years and years and years manifesting stuff and then realize this. We can realize these things today. And what we're doing is we're taking our intentions. There's nothing wrong with intentions. We're not saying you shouldn't have goals and we shouldn't have visions. We need to have them. We need to have a clear vision of what we want in life. Because if we don't, we drift around and get caught up in distraction and drama. So it's really important. What we're doing is we're saying, okay, let's look at the vision. Look at whatever you've written down. What is your intention? What do you want to create for the future for yourself? And then what we do is we ask the question, what virtues, virtue is a word, R and I were talking about this the other day in the car, virtue is nowadays a word that it seems a bit old fashioned. You never hear the word virtue. 
Do you know what I mean? Virtues and vices have gone out of fashion. <laughs> but these are the things, they call it character or morals or ethics nowadays. But really what we're talking about is divine virtues. And virtues are things like love, bliss, joy, peace. We're going to read you a list. What we're going to do you can look at your list of what it is that you wish to manifest and then you're going to ask yourself which virtues will help you become the sort of person that can manifest what it is that you want. So for example, if I want to become wealthy, financially wealthy, what are the virtues that would allow me to become wealthy? Well, there's things like patience, humility, farsightedness, determination, wisdom, perseverance, compassion, thinking about win-win situations. There's loads of virtues that go into becoming wealthy. If I wanted to become healthy, then what do I need? I need flexibility, I need love, I need happiness, because happiness is the greatest medicine, detachment, purity, accuracy, maturity. Yeah, these things go into our exercise, our food, our choices, the vibrations that go into health, sensible. So there are all these wonderful virtues that allow us to become better than we are now, to develop these things in ourselves and to be an example that helps others and it leads to external success. But even if it didn't, here's the funny thing, even if it didn't lead to any external changes, we would feel profoundly satisfied and inspired in the meantime all the way through, might actually end up with something better than what we can even imagine. So what are these, what are these virtues? So I will go through divine virtues, some divine virtues. It's not going to be a complete list. There's always more virtues from virtues, Um, but I'll read them slowly and really take note and tune into your intentions and as i'm reading note down the virtues the qualities you feel you need to embody more of in order to fully manifest your intention your vision and remembering that it's this inner experience of embodying the virtues that that really is the whole thing that is the whole the whole gift of of the journey as well accuracy adaptability being a benefactor so benevolence Bravery, a sense of being carefree, 
so very light. Charity be charity being charitable. Cheerfulness. Cleanliness, a sense of inner cleanliness. Constancy, really staying with something. Contentment. Coolness. Cooperation. So important. Courage. Creativity. Detachment. Determination. Dignity. Discipline. Disinterest, so the ability to let go. Easiness. Elevation, elevated consciousness. Faith. Deep sense of trust. Fearlessness. Firmness, being able to stay strong in something. Forgiveness. Generosity. Gentleness. Greatness. Happiness, honesty, humility, innocence, introversion, lightness, love. Manners, <laughs> maturity, mercy, obedience, peace, purity. Readiness, respect, royalty, self-respect, self-sovereignty, simplicity, Stability, surrender, 
tolerance, truthfulness, being unshakable. Deeply aware of your spiritual worthiness and having zeal and enthusiasm in what you're doing. So again, of course, there are more and this is an excerpt from the original virtues of the soul so some of these you might use a different word for but you get an idea of the energy the vibration that original state of wholeness and truth within the self and you can really realize wow the real gift of this vision of manifesting these miracles isn't even the thing it's these beautiful qualities and virtues that I get to embody fully along the way. What a beautiful list. So the the aim of ultimately of spiritual life is to become an embodiment of all virtues. That's a complete human being. And Mother Teresa said, Ariel told me this quote, there are no great tasks, only small tasks done with great love. What a great quote. Great quote. So instead of focusing on the end result, we focus on just here's this thing we need to do done with so much love, so much care, so much good vibrations. So tune into what you want. If you, for example, wanted to write a best-selling book, what would what virtues, qualities would you need to do that? You'd probably need courage to write the book, discipline to get down and do it, cooperation from others, introversion, benevolence, love, wisdom, maturity, tolerance, dealing with bad reviews and challenges. So, and of course there's more than this. So look at your intentions or remember your intentions. What do you want to manifest in your life? And write down seven 
just seven virtues that will help you manifest what you want. We're choosing seven, by the way, because if you try and focus on a hundred, then that's just too much. So just think about what are the top seven that stand out to you. Let's just take a moment just for you to tune into it, for you to manifest what you want. You might want different things. What are the key virtues, divine virtues, that will allow you to become the type of person who can manifest and experience those things? You might find that some virtues come more naturally for you and some are more more of a focus, more of an effort. So it's beautiful to tune in to the variety of virtues needed. And then it really becomes true that each and every task, each and everything we do is a spiritual practice because of the inner experience, the inner development, the inner opportunities. Even just moving ahead with this podcast has supported us in many virtues of perseverance and trust and courage and lightness and ease and can go on and on. We've had many technical and different obstacles along the way. I think our intention to start a podcast was even started many years ago. There was much to move through and develop. So each and every goal we have is an invitation, a beckoning for us to step into the state of consciousness, the state of being required to create that, to achieve that. And that's the real beauty. So hopefully you've written down something, seven things. You can, of course, change these if you want later on. In the long run, when we focus on embodying divine virtues and coming from a higher state of consciousness, it will feel much more rewarding now, being alive. For example, let's say you go for a walk and you one of your virtues is to be happy or to be loving, right? And let's say you come across some people wandering around. You can smile at them, give them love and blessings right? It, you're not, it's not directly having any effect on your sp specific goal, but you'll feel good coming from a happy place. And we really need to deeply understand and Im imbibe these things because negative traits like greed, aggressiveness, forcefulness, um, you know, win-lose situations where the other person loses but we win. In the short term, we can get benefit from that. But in the long run, we end up bankrupt and disturbed. There's an ex People sometimes have money that they've made corruptly, blood money or money through corruption, and they can't really enjoy that because it came from the wrong place. So we want to... In the long run, the more we focus on these things, the better we feel now, 
And we also have the qualities and the attributes and the experiences that will create success in the future. Because when we physically die, all the physical things in our life will end. You can't bring your cash with you into your next life. (laughs) But you will bring your virtues with you. So virtues and qualities and sanskaras that we have come with us. And then because you have having them, you will create success in the future as well. So, so you write down what you need to embody, what you'd like to embody. And then the practice is how can I embody one or two of these virtues per week? Now, why are we saying one or two? Because Again, if you try and focus on too many things at once, it's a bit difficult. You're going to jump here and there. You might want to just pick one. What is one virtue that you know will make a big difference to you in your life? Just look at your list and circle one of them. Just pick one. (laughs) And just ask yourself, how can I practice embodying this? in my life this week. It's very simple. It might be love. It might be patience. It might be tolerance. Humility. Whatever it is. And then every time you have any experience, the whole day, when you wake up, when you talk to people, when you do this and that and the other, when you eat food, when you go out, when you buy things, how can you practice that? And you might want to write it down on your mirror. You might want to stick it, you know, write on a piece of a little sticky note and put it on the mirror. You might want to put it on the fridge, put it next to your bed. Yeah, put notes around the house. So you see this word, this virtue over and over and over again everywhere. You could even set your phone to go off and give you a reminder. So just put it all over the place, this one thing and practice that because that will make you feel that you are living a higher state of consciousness, get the vibrations that you want, and will also allow you to move into what you want to experience. So, and have all of the virtues gently in your awareness. You can Always listen to this again as well and just really tune in and be open because different situations call for different energy, different virtues to be embodied. And, you know, a certain situation that might call for the virtue of patience and then there's another one that calls for the virtue of perseverance and moving through. So... We also have to use the right one at the right time. It can be nice to have the focus of one a week and also gently holding all of the virtues in your awareness and practicing the right one for the right situation (laughs) as well and really enjoying that experience, really tuning in with what's being asked of you. What are you being called to embody more of in each moment? 
And so your life and each day just becomes a beautiful, a beautiful unfolding of virtues. Isn't it beautiful? So this is the first step in the miracle consciousness experience is get clear on your intentions and get clear on the vibrations of your intentions. We talked about that in the last session. And then what are the vibrations? Ultimately, the vibrations are virtues, this an energy. And by focusing on these things, we immediately feel better. So when you do this, you can enjoy your life more now. You can feel blessed now. You can connect to the mystery of life because as you embody these things, you will notice other things start to happen. Everything starts to get easier. And instead of being externally motivated, extrinsically motivated, you become intrinsically motivated. There's been studies on this that show that people who have extrinsic motivation at work, they leave work feeling drained. Whereas people who have intrinsic motivation, they practice and grow and improve and aim to practice things. They leave work feeling inspired. It's the same job. The motivation changes the energy. So you have more energy and these virtues go with you. And the irony, like we were talking about, is that by focusing on this instead of the outcome, you're more likely to win championships and to manifest things. That's the funny thing. Instead of focusing on what you want in the end, you focus on what you do now, and the end is drawn to you. I'll give a quick example. I recently bought a piano keyboard, and I have no interest in ever, honestly, um, making a career out of it. <laughs> but um, because I enjoy it for its own sake, right? But it's quite possible that by enjoying it and coming up with some songs, I might end up posting them and people might like them. But I don't care if that never happens because I enjoy playing the piano for its own sake. And a lot of people, when they come from that place, so they just do it because they are motivated internally, they end up producing the most beautiful things. So lots of small things done with great love. And life as an unfolding of wholeness to wholeness and that beautiful fullness of the expression of yourself, the soul. So may you become the embodiment of divine virtues. And as a result, may all beautiful things be made manifest in your life. May you live with intention and embrace the journey, feeling a sense of wholeness and completeness right now.
Thank you for your divine presence. That's the real gift. Thank you for being here. Oceans of love and namaste. Enjoy, enjoy practicing these things, becoming, feeling that good feeling. And see what happens as a curious, fascinating experiment. Lots of love.